Welcome to Deep, a podcast where you're going to listen to us learning to listen to one another. Yeah, that's that's what this is. <laughs> Maybe I should have responded in some way instead of letting it hang. Well, no, that, that's a sufficient response for me. That was, that was good. It hung for a little while. Mm-hmm. I'm Josh. And I am Matt. Welcome, Welcome to, to Deep. Deep. And just remember... If you've got any comments, suggestions, preferably nice ones, um, or if you want to leave us a rating, if, if you do that. I mean, I don't think I've ever left anything a rating in my entire life, but if, if you like doing that, or even if you don't, we would appreciate it. So I'm asking for something from you which I would not give to another, and I'm sure others have provided me with far more than we could ever possibly provide you with, but that's the nature of our world, isn't it? We ask, and we ask, and we ask. But anyway... Uh... Email us. If we, if we could choose any of these things, I'd like an email because I just think it'd be really nice to hear from someone what, what you're saying. And like, you don't have to say anything impressive. You could just be like, hey, I thought this was pretty cool. I mean, what I'd really like is for someone else to like, for someone to email and be like, I got that what you said, but I think this. And even if it was like different, I'd love to, I love it when someone tells me like I'm wrong. And often we like are so in agreement and we're so aligned that it allows us to explore uh, a, a fair depth. But at the same time, I'm very aware that there are counter arguments which would enrich my own understanding. So maybe you wanna you wanna email and be like, I'm listening to you guys, and everything you say is wrong. But I'm gonna communicate with you and have my own relationship with you to enhance you guys. Because even though I disagree with what you're saying, you sound like reasonable people, which we are. But anyway, email, or you could just say you agree. I mean, probably maybe I'd rather if you just agreed and said, "I agree with everything you say. You're amazing. You're a celebrity to me." That that'd be also perfectly acceptable. J and M deep podcast at gmail dot com. J A N D M D E P dot dot podcast at gmail.com well done thanks 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 for that intro I enjoyed that that was nice oh good that was good this is the time in the podcast where we introduce (coughs) our week so I'm taking over Josh's role (coughs) for a second excuse me just to say that uh, yeah to see what's been happening so should I I'll kick that off shall I yes please do just a little bit for me this week just to say uh, a little bit of a thought on uh, something to explore and it might not be fully down to creative process, I don't know, but just a little thing that's been... The last few nights when I've had an odd night's sleep, in so much as falling asleep, being pretty tired on the sofa at like 10 o'clock for like an hour and a half, then waking up, and instead of like, if that's normally happened, thinking, I'm going to go to bed now, then drawing till like half two in the morning. So, I don't know, it's something to explore, and I'm not purposely going to do this, I'll take it as it takes me, and we'll see what happens. It may be a creative urge. It may be down to other things in my life. I don't know, but it just was an interesting thing, and it was an interesting, interesting aspect to the thing. So yeah, I just, yeah. I just, I just like to keep bringing these creative urges to the front, really, just to a keep them in in thought, and also just because it's nice to be able to put different messages out there, and hopefully they're the things that you might eventually email us about as well. You never know. Yeah, that's great, and I, uh, I think you hear it a lot. Of stories of like creative people often like working into the the the, the late the small hours, um, and and I think that's like pretty exciting thing. Like you said, to, if it presents itself, you should go with the flow. Although in, in contrast, it's quite funny because like it sounds to me almost like romantically artisty. Like 
you know, this sort of waking up and being taken by inspiration and sort of sleep being cast aside. Um, and I do get the idea of being so involved with something that, you know, hunger and sleep sort of fade into the background. But at the same time, uh, in contrast to you and what you were saying, I, uh, I'm really dependent on sleep. I think I, I, I don't get grouchy, but I get possibly uh, overly sensitised to everything if I don't get my required eight hours. But everyone's different, I guess. Yeah, and that's it. And it's, it's also with me, it was just a sort of, it seems to be a, a hopefully a temporary thing because I think longer term it would wipe me out. Hmm. I think longer term I do, I do need an amount of sleep, uh, especially when you work a regulated job so that you're doing a situation where you're kind of getting up at a sort of fairly similar time every day. That's the danger levels when you start then kind of being a weekend warrior. Suddenly you go into Monday and your day's a mess and then it spirals into a, a jumble of confusion. But anyway, there we go. Yeah. So um, my thing to report is, uh, is something that happened after I went home from recording our last podcast, um, which was a bit of a weird experience. And I just thought at the time, like, oh, this is like a good thing to report because to get your opinion and your thoughts on it. And maybe this is like, maybe if we have any female listeners, this might be like a great opportunity for them to like reach in and be like, this is what you should have done. So here's the scenario. Um, I was getting the train back and it was a reasonably quiet train. Like everyone was sat down with a space next to them and not every seat, not every two seats were occupied. And so I was sort of sat there, earphones in, listening to a podcast. And basically there was like a sort of Fairly like, there was a guy who was like, I think like mildly inebriated, like a little drunk, uh, but not like shot. not like dribbling or anything like that. And he was maybe like, I, I don't know how old he was, like older than thirty, under fifty. And in my like opinion, which is probably nasty and bitter, he was like, sort of like, pretty fat and ugly and just like didn't look like. A massively like radiant individual not that I do but um and then like on the other side of the carriage um there was like a, a young woman like I don't know how old she was but like under 25 over 18 and uh and you could sort of see as the as the train journey went on this guy like was making like more and more eye contact with her and like sort of staring at her and picking his belly button and like occasionally he'd be on the phone to his mate talking about how they were drunk or whatever. But he was on his own, she was on her own. And he definitely like kept making eye contact and then a couple of times he like said something to her. And as far as I could tell, because I didn't really know what he said, it sort of it looked to me like she felt slightly uncomfortable, but it was like she sort of laughed it off as like awkward. But she didn't look particularly overly inviting with him to like continue. And so he sort of stopped. And that happened a few times and then eventually like he sort of moved over and sat next to her for a few minutes at which point like I sort of I was behind them but I think they we were sort of all in the environment where we knew everyone could see everyone and so I took my headphones out and sort of looked at him and not like overly sternly but just looked to sort of be like I'm here I'm, I'm like a presence in this situation and and then it sort of seemed a bit awkward and he sort of, you know, he had a few lines of, like, how old do you think I am? And, you know, that sort of weird, slightly flirt. And, and 
it definitely didn't seem that she was like uncomfortable enough for me to want to go over and be like, is everything okay? In a really patronizing, like, do you want a man to save you way? But like, it seemed a bit uncomfortable enough that I sort of took my headphones out and, and then the situation ended, he went back to the other side, which in itself, like, I don't know what that means. If someone sits next to someone and then moves away after talking, does, does that mean that they've really hit it off or, or what? I don't know. But yeah, that, that sort of situation played out. And I guess just afterwards, I just sort of felt like, what was the correct response? And like, and maybe it was what I did regardless. I guess I'd be just interested in the thoughts of like, at what point do you sort of step up and go like, can I be a savior here? Is something wrong? At the same time, I don't want to be like mean to the guy who was maybe just a friendly guy and maybe the woman wasn't uncomfortable at all. And I'm sort of primed to see these things. And I guess it was just, it was a situation where I wanted to, a situation where I cared about doing the right thing because like I absolutely detest like seeing a situation where like especially like if like there's just someone making someone else feel uncomfortable I just hate that and like and I just felt like but I could have been primed for it on the day because like I'm sure on that same train journey or like a, a later one I saw like another situation where I sort of felt like I'm going to sort of stand next to these people now just so that like I'm a witness and change the dynamic existing between these two guys and this one woman. And I don't know, maybe I had saviour syndrome at that point. Like, I totally had my, hold my hand up. But I just, yeah, I guess I'd be interested to know, like, where is the point where you go, excuse me, young lady, is everything okay? Or, oi, mate, hmm. what what are you doing, you know? So okay. that's, that's that's my story. Yeah, that's it's interesting. And I really, uh, it's really cool that you've brought that into the, the mix. I need to be a little bit not well. I just there's only so much I can say because in a similar way I am also similarly uneducated in the matter. What I would say is some of the following things. I think we'll start backwards. What I was going to say last to say first, just because I think it helps sometimes when people kind of uh, offer some empathy to the situation. So I think you behaved in the correct way, and I think. Also, I get the feeling there could be, as you suggested, there could be the element of this where he was maybe drunk, trying it on a bit, for whatever reason. We can never quite be sure, you know, we, we all see people in different ways and somebody else is always like our thing, our, our person, our, our, our lustful desire, something else is. So it might just be one of those situations where he's a little drunk, he sees her, she, he, she's somebody that unfortunately for her, maybe in that situation, maybe not unfortunately, particularly ticks his box. Uh, and so he was just drunkly, massively kind of like a bit overwhelmed with it, almost like sort of semi-lust as it were, and felt a sort of desire to whatever, because maybe because he's lonelier, he's got his own issues, maybe because he's too bullshit, maybe because he's just drunk. Now, it might be a simple situation of like he got too carried away with himself, and then by his own volition, as he became closer to her and sort of made sort of semi-involuntary responses, actually maybe he realised that at that point and sort of backed away himself, but it could be as simple as mm. that. But at the same time, you say it's a thing. But on the other side of that, I would say that I think, firstly, one of the, even if we don't have an answer to this in ourselves and we have to wait for an answer from an external person, preferably a female, which would help. Yeah. Or, or but, I mean, the creepy guy on the train. Yeah, well, yeah, or even, okay even both people. Creepy, so, yeah, I mean, so even yeah, both people know. would be the ideal scenario. But I think what I would say is that uh, there's also that in, in, I think what you did was right, just to be there. And I think there is a line of not, of like you say, not being the, the gentleman cowboy and saying, "Hey, ma'am, is everything okay there?" 
I think you did the right thing, and sometimes maybe just the prints and just even taking out your earphones. I think people are very aware that people are watching you because even those situations, as brave as you want to be, something about that situation where you're in the spotlight makes you super aware. So you are aware of everyone around you. So maybe that helped. But then the other thing I'd say about this as well is that the nice thing that it is that partly in you bringing this out now and saying it out loud in front of a microphone, and also partly acknowledging it on the train, is that I do feel that one of the, th the things that the, the good, one of the many good takeaways from current things that are happening in the exterior world and the way we're viewing many different kinds of people is the idea that, that you have noticed this and that every day thousands of women do experience this because of the way society places us as people. Yeah, because it's a power it's a, it's a power, it's a, it's a power dynamic, part of the man, it? isn't it? Yeah, and that's and what that's frustrates it. me so much that yeah. it is like, you know, in itself it is bad and as a metaphor, as like a microcosm of like the larger world, it is just like an abuse, an example of an abuse of power. Hmm. And and I think it like appears as particularly disgusting in the context of like a man against a woman. But also maybe that is just revealing of the sort of vile nature of abuses of power. Definitely, and that's it. So in, in certain situations, and many situations, you say that the particular dynamic might be, the, might be the situation we need to focus on, but ultimately it's people behaving badly towards people, which isn't a nice thing, and it's good. It's, it's ultimately, until we have a, a better answer from an informed situation, I think it's something where it's good to acknowledge these things. I feel I've been pretty harsh so far this podcast. Maybe I need to. I need to. I almost sound as if I'm in a bad mood, but I'm not at all. It's just yeah. Maybe I just felt like being a bit tough, a bit mean. So sometimes it's not a bad thing to switch it up to a different thing or change the rhythm. That's it's all it. good. Okay, it is your turn to delve to into the hat. To delve into the hat. So we have my reading out. Who's writing is it? It's mine writing. You should definitely read so it. So the question is, uh, it's not that you're bad at what you do, you're just doing what you're told to do too much. Now, I've got, the reason this came about... I'm definitely going to need a second read of that as well. Yeah, but. definitely. Well, I'll, I'll read it out. Do you want me to read it out again now? Please, go on, let me... So the, so the, the thing says... It's not that you're bad at what you're doing, you're just doing what you do, what you're told to do too much. Now, if I explain where I came to this thought from, and it will, it will help clarify it. Now, the main place I came to this thought was, it's just, it, it, it comes from a, from a place of me trying, ultimately from, from an internal place of me trying to be better at certain things. So it's not, so the question, I don't quite know how it came across when I said it to you, but it comes from me comparing the current me, for example, mainly uh, eating and exercise habits, compared to the old me. So the reason that I thought about this question was that you're in a scenario, and this is something that's happened, not reasonably, but it's happened in the fact. So you're, you're in, you go to the gym, for example, and you, there's, there's a chap that you, you talk to regularly, you know, you, you both get in change or whatever, and you exchange some things, and during the conversation... It sounds romantic. So well, yeah, well, no, it's not entirely, as, as you'll soon discover. So, as you're exchanging this conversation, obviously you've, you've, you've sort of become pally over a few weeks. And he comments on the fact that, say, 
you seem to be doing this well, you seem to be doing well, you're losing weight, you're looking better for doing this kind of good job. But then, so that's great and it's brilliant stuff. And then, but then in the same, just to follow this, he kind of follows it up by sort of doing that thing that we all do by sort of a bit sort of justification of your own position. So this chap, is, he's also got his little boy in the gym. So he's like, well, you know, I'd, I'd love to get into it more, but you know, he's here and, you know, that's, 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 that's you know, so it's, all, it's much trickier for me to, 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 do, to do this and to work out like you do as a, as a single person. People like, are full of comparisons and excuses exactly, as to, as to but, why and that, they And that's where this question inferior. came about because, it, 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 in, in essence, and I have to, this is one of the situations where I could open a cavalcade of just taking abuse for like, and it's not meant in this way. I really hope you understand what I'm saying is that. So... I have to be really careful because I could, I'm a very dangerous territory but I'm massively upsetting somebody. What I'm trying to get at is that all these things are available to us to make us all better people together. So We don't have to be defensive at others' successes. No, exactly. So what I'm trying to get at is that I, I, I'm personally eating better and being a healthier person. But yeah, if I personally, this second in time, was blessed to have a partner and children, I'm now at a place where I would want them to do as I'm doing now. So I would encourage them to, to eat vegetables, to, to eat healthy, to, to go out and run or, or whatever, just to be active and not to necessarily just sit in front of a mind-numbing something, uh, eating Cheerios or, or, or whatever. Yeah, we can't entirely blame our yeah. situation with ourselves, for example, our physical health, on our external situation yeah, because that's we interact with it and thus we do have the power yeah. to like to take that situation in the direction we want to go. If we say that I'm in this situation entirely because I'm in this physical condition entirely because of my external situation that traps me or my obligations and responsibilities, whether yeah. it's family or partner or whatever, I think that's not entirely honest, not entirely true and not yeah. entirely like acknowledging the responsibility or power or control that we have over our own lives. Yeah, so you can make that change and bring the, the, the people you're nurturing in for the ride. Like, don't just... And again, this is one of the things we wear in my heart and sleep slightly too much, but don't just just stop being me and let parental life be the thing where you have to eat cereal and give you children popcorn and sit him in front of a mindless something like bring him along for a mm. bit of the ride and i don't doubt like there's lots of good things about those in there but bring them in for the ride so that's where the question comes from is don't you like like you're not bad at what you do you're a great person you're an amazing parent your children love you your wife loves you for having the children the children love being in the world it's all amazing you're not bad at what you do at all you just do you but the rules in which you're playing that game are wrong the things you're sticking in your face in the morning aren't the thing that are going to nurture the brain to make you an even better parent, to make your children love you even more, to give your parent children a better start. So that's where I'm coming from. And I'm a single guy now just slagging off the world. So I need to be a bit careful. It just, it just no, no, struck me. I think. It just struck me as, a, as, a, as that situation. And I think that was a good example to clarify what, what the question meant. And that is essentially what I interpreted it as luckily. So like, uh, and just an, what I got from it was the idea of like, a lot of the things, and I'm sure we've touched on this before, because it is like it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a core way that we work. It just in that 
a lot of the things we do, we do because of like we have an idea that that's how they should be done. That's how like people like me do those things. So I'm like emulating a stereotype, or I'm participating in like a way of being that is almost prescribed to me and I might, you know, but I think there's a distinction between that and maybe you can like that and therefore you want to do it or you could say, actually, that's I'm doing this in spite of who I am and the things I want to do and I'm sacrificing the things I want to do because they feel less externally validated, we've said before, or just less externally like like real things that real people do with their lives, you know. So I think... Uh, I think, and obviously, like, in terms of that, I think the external world and just, like, and, and types of behaviours that, like, large numbers of people engage in, they're, like, great catalogues to browse through and learn things which you might really like and love and go on to become, like, a core part of your identity and your way of experiencing the world. But... They can also just be like catalogues that you sort of browse through and, and you see, and they like they provide the framework through which you can see the world. You don't want the catalogue of options to blind you from things which are not in the catalogue, but also just as permitted to do. I feel like I should give an example to make that clearer. Like, you know, normal things are like people go to the pub, or people go to the theatre, or people go to like an adult education course or people do music at home and these are all like normal things but also if you decide that like sometimes you want to be at home and strip down naked and like lay on your back on the on the carpet and you just really like that doing that occasionally like like anything you probably shouldn't do it every single day all day because you probably shouldn't do anything that often but if you like doing that thing that is just like completely different like, I mean, I, I, that was off the top of my head thinking of like, you know, I'm sure we could think of other different things, but I feel like laying naked on a carpet for the pure pleasure of it is, is a pretty good example of, of what I'm trying to get across. That, yeah. you know, that's totally cool to do that. I, I, I don't want to sort of prescribe a frequency at which it's appropriate to yeah. lay on the carpet, loving the sensation on your back, but it's definitely okay to do that for a bit. I'm also, there's a difference between laying on the carpet on the back and like harming someone just to be like I'm not saying everything every every sordid thought is permitted but I'm just saying I think there's a greater range of what is permitted than is available in the catalogues that are more easily accessible to us is is what I got yeah no so I just yeah and I that that was the main reference but it's just one of those things where as you've shown up it's it's quite a thought-provoking thing and how it plugs into our daily behaviour. So, yeah. Yeah. And also, I've just got... Often, like we said about this catalogue of the way that, like, we see other people, the behaviours they engage in, and therefore those are, like, permitted behaviours. Um, also, sometimes those permitted behaviours are, like, they're, they themselves are affected by, like, everything else in culture that makes us, like, formulate an image of how things should be done. And no one might actually be following that ideal that you that has like imprinted itself upon your experience that so so yeah it's like sometimes you might be like following a prescription of behavior 
which you feel is like you've got the impression that that is like the universally recognized right thing to do or the appropriate thing for someone of your position to do. And yet at the same time, you could be like, that could be warped by your own experience. So in attempting to do something you believe is universally agreeable and appropriate, might actually be pretty distorted and like, at the very least, like just unnecessary, entirely unnecessary for you to follow this religion you made up in your mind that there's just, there's no need to, to, you know, I'm just saying yeah. to be free it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Okay, well, what I'll do next is that if we go to the section where we can, can make points. So, yeah, so, yeah, so three things that I I picked up on what you're saying that I think were the valuable points I got from that was the first one where you said about uh, how things are done in spite of or instead of things that you desire. And I think that speaks for itself, but just generally, again, it's one of those good points to pick out that helps balance these type situations out. So it, 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 the, the question explains that quite nicely, but it's, it's one of those things that's, that's a, 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 a simple point to get from there. The other one that you said was the catalogue idea, and I, I really enjoyed the cataloguing because, and just to sort of emphasise, or to explain it, it may, probably the same way, but just the idea that like we, are not, we don't have to try everything in the catalogue too. So like the catalogue's there, but we're like in the same way that you can choose your thing from the catalogue and do that to the nth degree. You also, and I've done it in the past, kind of get bogged down with trying, like, so the catalogue's there, but trying everything. So like, and that seems like fun and, it's, and it definitely helps educate and in some cases enlighten, but educate you as to how the world works and it helps you be able to judge people, all those things. But it's also, it's too much information for the wrong reasons. It's reaching out to too big of a crowd and, and too much things. It's like there's, there's enough experience to go with what you are if you're, if you're being the opposite of the in spite of, the opposite of the instead anyway, to do things you write and still do a variety of things rather than trying every single yeah, and thing. And also, I'd want to add to that, like, in, in, a, in a way, in a metaphorical way, these options of behaviour within the catalogue, like, they're almost all just like, like, again, continuing the catalogue metaphor, they're almost all just like different clothes. Mm. And if you spent all your time, like, trying on different outfits, you might never get the opportunity to explore what the character who wears that outfit is like. Yes, absolutely, yeah, perfect, yeah, definitely. That's You're right, that's exactly that's exactly right. And then the last thing, without stepping out too much, because that was a beautiful point, just because I don't want to forget, just because I don't want to forget what I'm saying, that's why, and I really don't want to step up. Uh, you, oh, I can't even read my own, oh, yeah. Uh, the, oh, I can't, which is embarrassing. I feel for, 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 permitted, for, the per- permitted basically and not permitted so that's what I was thinking so the idea of what is permitted and not permitted but also just that that line what is, is what is normal and yeah well and, that's and it what is that like line not normal like the, yes we do need lines of, of, of very bad behavior and depravity to, to say but even those are slightly blurred because you know even some things that might seem depravity it's how we judge that depravity like yes we don't want every everybody's weird little kink on the nine o'clock news, but at the same time, you know, if somebody enjoys licking the feet of a cat in their spare time and no one knows, what does it, what does it, do well, you mean? I mean, as long as it doesn't well, cause yeah. overt distress to yeah, the cat. Yeah, of course, yeah. Would, so, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm, already you're yeah, approaching the yeah, line fast for yeah, me. Let's stick yeah, to laying naked on carpets. Yeah, yeah, so that's, so that's all I'll, I'll just say is that basically, <laughs> that was a little bit of a wild one, but basically just the idea of putting them up, again, it's that, it's that thing where that, that, that phrasing, again, it's something that's, kind of obvious in the question but also just helps you 
put the question into context within your life as well. So just the idea of there is boundaries, but are they the right boundaries and are they the boundaries for you? And in the same way that we said about the idea about cataloging, it's the p permission and so permitted and not permitted isn't just like what's good and what's bad. It's like almost what should I permit myself to do? So if I have a catalogue, like, yeah, there's a hundred things in it, but six really suit me. So let's permit myself to do six, which gives me the right to move on and gives me flair and excitement and creativity. But I'm still doing a good variety of things. So they're still very opposing six things, but the other 94 just don't apply to me. So let's not, let's self not permit ourselves as well. So there's two elements of permitment there, I think. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah, that's that's good. I think that basically covers it for me. Although I think if I was listening to this podcast, I'd appreciate a reminder as to the idea that the the metaphor of the catalogue is basically one about the different behaviours that we perceive around us in the world and, and how we can try out those yeah. different behaviours. And, and so the catalogue in itself is the spread of of different it's it's a metaphor for option yeah yeah it's a metaphor yeah. for option that's just to the to the me like listener out there who yeah. would have sort of forgotten what we started on but well, definitely that's, that's when we've just delved into the idea of licking cat's feet it's always good to clarify yeah, other that's, more sensible that's, points. that's like a it break it break causes a break in the conversation that mm. that kind of stuff okay awesome Brilliant. um i i love the uh the whole topic good topic yeah and uh yeah I don't know if I can pick out any particular bits more just thanks for sharing like a personal example to give it like a bit of a vividness pleasure as, as to you know yeah, well, example I, from your life how it applies to be fair, the things you said in in reply to it were really good as well so that was another meaningful topic right. awesome okay we're at the uh, the recommendations section I can't remember if I've recommended this before but I'll recommend it again it's it's a podcast called seen on radio and um, they did like a, a, a series sort of starting last year um, on the sort of, I guess, the history and development of the concept of, of whiteness and, and, and obviously by association, things that are not white, so, so, and, you know, all the other wonderful colours of the rainbow that are out there. But but it was what's really striking about this podcast is it goes into the, I mean it claims that the very concept of, of whiteness didn't exist really before the transatlantic uh, slavery. So I'm not going to try and say any more about it because the podcast really articulates it wonderfully, and I'd really recommend you listen to it. And just it's definitely one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to, and it's like really. Just really so informative that like I definitely need to listen to the entire thing again because I can't remember it all, let alone like have it committed to memory and be able to, you know, say. But um, it's it's really striking. It's really important information. And they're doing a new tying this into the story about the young woman on the train at the beginning. They're now currently halfway through a season about the history of, as opposed to the history of whiteness, the history of men in relation to other other being women and and sort of the the way that that relates to uh, race with ideas of intersectionality uh, where race and gender come together in a in a sort of double negative situation for the sufferer of discrimination but um but yeah the, it's absolutely fascinating again it's about the history of like the ideas of masculinity and violence been associated with maleness and also like the idea of when did a man's role becomes sort of more dominant in terms of the outside world of 
when a woman stayed at home and a man went and did the politics or something like that. So anyway, it's, it's just a super good podcast. Yeah. Man. Like, oh, really, awesome. really, I really, really love it. To, and it's I'll like, check that out. Yeah. And the guy's got a, a wonderful voice as well. It's like a really nice, calm, like relaxed sort of slightly drawling American voice. Only a tiny drawl, but like, it's like, it's, it's nice. It's, it's awesome. And he's got like really great, like a co-host and stuff. And it's, yeah, just all good. Really well produced. Cool. Like definitely check it out. Scene on radio. And then the first season is called Seeing White. Um, so you just have to go to episode one of Seeing White, and then the the one on gender, the one on men is called Men, and uh, brilliant, just both excellent. Sounds yeah, I'm interested. I'll have to check that out. Definitely super cool. Well, my recommendation is a nice, short and sweet one. Again, we go with music because that's what I do. Uh, and then it's an album, a hip hop album, produced by uh, a couple of people called the Other Guys, who are from somewhere in America. I can't remember. And it is mainly uh, wrapped on by some guys from a group called Tanya Morgan. Uh, the main person who wraps on it is a guy called Von P. I just like it because it's very conscious hip-hop, even to a point that ties in nicely with the conversation we've just had, that the lyrics to one of the songs is about life improvement. And the song starts by him saying, I'm trying to eat better, I'm trying to sleep better, people at company I keep better. And I just really like that that's, he's opened a song by that and then the song then continues to say in the many ways that he's eating better in his comparisons to giving up things from the past. And I just really like that. And it's just the theme, it's, an, it's a fairly short album. It's like seven tracks and then, the, then or maybe six and then the six instrumental versions of the tracks. But just it's just nice conscious hip-hop with a nice steady flow. Awesome. There we go. Okay, thank you. Right, um, are we all done? Do you, to, to, do you want to read out the yes, email Yes, of course. Thing? So, as you said before, uh, comments, please, would be useful, particularly from women who would like to, uh, and ladies who would like to comment on the earlier subject, that would be useful. Yes, how should we mm. How should we have dealt with the situation with the yeah. girl who may or may not, or young woman who may or may not have been harassed um, on the may, train? Maybe even the guy on the train, if you want to chip in, feel free, we won't be offended in the slightest. Yeah. Anyway, do so on uh, jandmdeep.podcast at gmail, which is j a-N-D-M-D-W-E-P dot podcast at gmail.com. So I think that's us for now. So we shall say farewell and see you soon. Cheerio. Bye. Bye.